Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from the 6th and Peabody studio and across the OutKick network, this is OutKick 360 with Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski. Glad you're with us. Second hour underway from 6th and Peabody with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Crew's all here today. Everyone with the OutKick team making it happen. Glad to be across the uh, Outkick Network, which includes Sports Radio 104.7 across the Upper Cumberland. Uh, we have Somo Sports Radio in Missouri. Shout out there. Also, Florence, Alabama, Muscle Shoals, Huntsville uh, with Fox Sports Shoals. Good afternoon to all of you. You can hit us up on Twitter at Outkick360. We got into the, the slap. Some are calling it the punch. It was the open, open hand slap from Juwan Howard. It was a, a pie face to the side of the skull. That's kind of how I describe it. It's like the, you know, the, the washing that they do in the, uh, the giving someone a car wash or whatever they call it. Face, in, wash. In ho- face wash in hockey. That was sort of that, but like a, a, a shorter version of that to the side of the head. He, I'm not going to do it to Hutton, even though I'm coming close hands, to his head right now. Um, and and we, we got into the discussion there. Still no punishment that has been levied as we begin uh, the 4 o'clock Eastern hour uh, across the network. We'll keep you updated on that. Uh, but we did mention that the discussion of Jawan Howard and, and everything that took place with uh, the Michigan basketball team against Wisconsin yesterday in the finish has churned up the college basketball uh, awareness. You know, it's, it's tough with the NFL and college football going on to get into what's going on on the hardwood on a daily basis. This is now at the forefront on the first Sunday without any football. Well, we are nearing the point of potentially no baseball on opening day. And, Chad, they are meeting uh, MLB and MLBPA. They're, they're beginning talks and meetings this week and will continue to meet until they get something done, it sounds like. They're way off on a number of issues on this, on this lockout right now. And this is the week where it's supposed to be all-day meetings through Friday, if that's what it takes, to get an agreement done so you don't have to push back opening day too far and we can have a Major League Baseball season. And we talked about this a little bit on Friday when you were out, but the ramifications of not having a season with your fan base right now in baseball, I don't think weighs heavy enough on the minds of those that are involved in this lockout. On both sides. I really don't. On, on, absolutely on, on both sides. And we kind of got into the, you know, who's to blame, whatever. You know, you can, there's blame to go around with baseball and with the players on this whole thing. Uh, But I think oftentimes you need to look at it and say, this is where the common man, woman out there has a hard time with it. Baseball players are playing a sport and making millions and minimum wage. They just got offered to get raised from 515,000 to 675,000 a year for the lowest paid player in Major League Baseball. Most people look at that and immediately say, get with it. Accept what they're offering and play the game. 
you're already making millions. Paul, now you're going to say, and I get it, well, what, now you're siding with billionaires over millionaires. I say it's not just siding with billionaires. It's siding with a lot of other people that work for baseball teams that are out of a job because they can't come to an agreement. And it's the owners that pay those people, not the players. There are other issues here, though, too. The minor league uh, stuff is, is uh, a mess. They've consolidated it some. Maybe they need to consolidate it more. But once they get down to a reasonable number, then they need to treat those people. You're talking about all these guys being millionaires, all these uh, uh, minor leaguers, a lot of them, the majority of them, treated like paupers. Um, and, and need to be – I don't understand why they don't invest more in them if you're going to find one gem in there who's going to contribute to you winning a World Series. Why wouldn't you want that guy to have good nutrition, good training year-round instead of having to work a side job and struggle and stress all the time? Other issues going on like that. Well, I, you, I, do you I, think they would be okay just hypothetically with, I mean, closing down a lot of the you know lower-level – that was that was my solution. In order to pay better to the upper level, yeah, maybe you rent your players out. There, there needs to be a, contraction. A lower tier out to, There's so be that something. cities could have their fun. Minor league I, I've park. just never like of all the things that are out there. Like I don't, I don't know why you have to have a team in Tupelo, Mississippi. Is the example I'll always bring up. You don't need rookie ball and Class A and a higher level rookie ball, and you could have two farms farm two clubs. Teams. Yeah. You could have basically the equivalent of double A AA and triple A, take a whole lot of teams out, and then those players could get treated really well. At nice accommodations, good meal plans, so. everything else. I don't it, it's spread too thin. And then you could have, you know, some rookie simulated games at your spring training headquarters. I don't know. They could come up with they could devise it. But they need to do better for the minor leaguers that count. Um, I, I I think. Um and look, they exactly. they they need to find a way to to I don't see why you can't play. I, I, I understand that you have to have deadlines and all of that. But I was saying last week uh, on the day that you were out, you, you weaken the sport for both sides when you don't play while you're trying to solve your issues. So the game that you return to ultimately is weaker for both sides. I, 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 I would like to see someday some league negotiate uh, to, to a conclusion better. The NFL did it. Um, before you start missing games and get to that point. Or the NBA, uh, MLB say, hey, we're going to continue to play under the old guidelines here while we uh, set clocks and determine that we have to hash this out while we don't kill our sport. Let's also get to the most important part of this. My Atlanta Braves need a chance to defend their title. <laughs> and if there's no season, they don't get a chance to defend their title. So the Braves, I've waited since 1995 to watch them win a World Series after many, many postseason failures and now they get a chance to defend it, and there's a possibility they, don't, they won't get a chance to defend it because there won't be a season. But I guess on the bright side, it means they'll be Can't defending champion defend. for another year. Yeah, I want just hot stove moves. My team doesn't have a shortstop. My team doesn't have a center fielder. My team doesn't have a first baseman. I, I'd like a roster. Or, you know, something. Or just deals. You, you want uh, teams to be able to negotiate. Yeah. Well, we're all living in this football-dominated sports calendar world now. Let's, let's embrace reality. That's what it is. People have to find a way and leagues have to find a way to make themselves important in that football-dominated world. Juwan Howard slapped an assistant coach in the side of the head, and everybody's talking about college basketball today. And I think that ups the excitement for Big Ten tournament. 
which ups the excitement for SEC tournament, which ups the excitement for the NCAA tournament. It helps everything. What's baseball doing right now to help themselves? They're having week-long meetings. They better get something done. And, and someone brings up, a listener brings up in our, in our chat, a viewer brings up the fact that they're doing it this week because if they get it done by Friday, they don't have to push back opening day. If that happens, get to great. Get to work. In the end, no it harm, won't no matter foul. because right. we'll have baseball on March 31st for right. opening day, and no one's going to care about yeah, this. And listen, I understand people's passion for the NFL draft. It's not a game, okay? And whether you like baseball or not, there are enough of us that do that like to see a score on a board pertaining to actual play. You know, the, the draft is exciting in its own way, but even the biggest draft next have to admit, I, I it's would, not a game. It's I mean, not a contest I, with the Sign result. me up for that. I'd rather watch the, the NFL draft than any regular season baseball game. Well, it also, it also only lasts three days. I'm saying for, yeah. for a couple months there, I want games with results, not reports well, about a guy running. That's why baseball needs to find a way. The, 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 early season baseball is never going to take over at this point. I Never say never. It may happen again. Baseball was the most popular sport in America. It could happen again. But where we are right now, the NFL draft is going to dominate that time of year. But what you can't have happen, Paul, is that you completely eliminate yourself from the conversation. And that's what baseball is doing, self-inflicted, yes. if they don't play. That's it. I don't want that. that. That's the issue they're because running when, against. Because when opening day gets here, we are excited to watch a little baseball and to talk about our teams and to see games again. And I think America is excited to do that wagers. also. And if you eliminate that in a season now, the sports calendar, where everyone is just building up the NFL draft, you put yourself further behind. And you can't do that. You can't self-impose your own penalty when it comes to that, when you're trying to get interest. Well, and the, the other thing, too, is if you're just trying to win over the fringe fan on, maybe it's not even from you know, start to finish of your league. Maybe you're just trying to sell them on getting you know, your favorite team season package again. You know, or buying into something relatable, or to having something Major to do on a Thursday night. Yeah, I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to crack into the the fan base that is all in on the NFL draft. We're way beyond that. But what they can't do is lose out on the fan base that's still with them throughout what's been some craziness in years past. And and we're not. I mean, we could go back to the the strike, but we can also just look back to 2020 and how much they negotiated and wasted what was a huge lull in the sports calendar over money. And, you know, while, you know, they're entitled to negotiate that, ultimately they lost out on an opportunity to grab the attention of the sports calendar all to themselves based on what was going on, and they didn't do that. And they're going to do it again. Well, and if the owners... And the NBA did. The NBA, to their credit, they figured out a way to make it happen. So here's where the owners are very smart, and they obviously have good legal representation. Where they are giving to this negotiation is the, the minimum wage. So this will ultimately make the players look bad to the public. Because one of their arguments is, man, you know, some of our guys work really hard and you know, 515K is not enough. Okay, we'll give you 700 to those minimum players. That's not a huge concession for Major League Baseball to do. But then it calls those highly paid players pushing all this, it calls them on their bluff. So then it's like, well, it's not really about your teammate getting a little bit more. What it's ultimately about is you getting a bigger piece of the pie. So this person making $30 million is going to complain about it. That's what it ultimately comes down to. So I think the owners win a little bit on that when their biggest concession they're making right now is, yeah, we'll up the minimum wage for everyone. 
But that, that's not a and problem. I, and the common fan, I don't think, looks at it like, well, if the owners just extend the CBA that was in place, the players would be reporting right now. You know, that's it's also that simple. Yeah, the, the owners are locking out the players. So for for whatever the owners are offering, whatever they had in place could have been extended, and they chose not to. Yes. So uh, it goes both ways, but I think the the average fan looks at it exactly the way Chad's describing, which is, oh, we're, you're actually benefiting the players when in totality, there's a reason why they're locking out the players and wanting to go back to the drawing board. And the fact that the owners wouldn't extend the last uh, uh, collective bargaining agreement, that is not a good sign for the business of baseball. Because think of any other league, could be the SEC, the Big Ten, could be you know, Formula One racing. If you had an agreement in place, five, ten years ago, mm -hmm. how many leagues would jump to just sign up for that again, the way things progress? Well, there's some That owners... tells me that the old model was getting worse on some owners in terms of making money, and they needed to go down on it. That's not good for baseball. And the owners need to make it clear to the players, it is fine for you to fight for your right for more money or whatever you feel you're entitled right now. Understand that in doing so, you are hurting money in the future. If you don't have a season, it's only going to go down from here. Paul. Because interest in the sport will go down. There's Correct some owners me. versus owners here, right? Luxury Correct me tax, if I'm wrong, though. Um, yeah. I, I think another big issue is, so Major League Baseball wants to, they want to open up the playoffs, right? They want the extra, they want the extra games in the postseason because the way it's written right now, the players don't get any of that. They don't get any of that TV revenue. They get revenue. They get revenue from the gate. But that is substantially less than the TV revenue that's coming in on these contracts. So it makes sense for the owners who want to expand the postseason because the, the eyeballs that you're getting and the money that you can charge for it is going into their pockets. Um, meanwhile, Major League Bay, I think the players want a chunk of that too if you're sure. going to expend it. Why wouldn't so, you? So if you ex uh, extend that postseason. So I think that's there's some negotiation there where – the owners are trying to, and, and more power to them, trying to get 100% of the TV revenue and give the players their split on the gate. And that's not always, you know, when you look at the bottom dollar and what players are making in the postseason compared to the owners, that's where it's lopsided. Well, one area that I do think the players are totally right on is the upping the threshold for the luxury tax. Because if you do that, and this will happen, the thought is, more lower-level clubs in smaller markets that aren't making as much money yeah. will spend up to that luxury tax number, creating more balance. So it's more money for the players, but it's also, hey, payrolls look a little bit closer. There's going to be a lot more teams interested with more playoff spots also. The game gets better because there aren't these bottom-of-the-barrel, sorry, Hutton, Baltimore Orioles well, year in and year out. they're not going to spend more. But maybe they, they will. I mean, if they, if they, if they... Maybe not the Orioles, but there will be teams that spend closer to that if you up the threshold. The problem is they're not going to ever go into – there's teams that will never go into that luxury tax. So they're not going to come close to that right now. Um, I, I'm with the players on that. I also understand that's a lot of money to give up when you up that threshold for the luxury tax of what the league gets back in return. Make the whole season the playoffs. If all anybody wants is the playoffs – Best thing baseball has going for it, I think, is the most valuable regular season. But apparently nobody has the attention span for it. Make the whole season the playoff. Or just reduce well, the regular season. It's how you want to look at it, though, Paul. It's also the least valuable regular season because there's 162 regular season games. So it's the only sport you can lose 11 straight and be fine. I mean, the most valuable regular season is college football by a mile. 
in terms of only four teams get to go out of 140 to a playoff in the end, and you're only playing 12 games. I just want them to embrace their differentness, which they refuse to do. They want to be like everybody else instead of finding ways to embrace that they're different. And not all four major sports in America have to be look alike. Yeah, but if you're a billionaire and you're looking across at the billionaires who that are printing the checks that they are in the league, in the NFL, you're looking around going, how do we model more like that? I have a hard time it's a daily game. saying no to, to more playoffs. I'm always for more playoffs. And I think that the, the difference in baseball is always going to be there because it's the dailiness of the sport. That's where it's different. And you can have more TV networks jump in. I don't know what the TV contracts are like for ESPN in the regular season. I'm assuming it locks out a lot with Fox and ESPN. But think about the NFL has every network carrying their postseason games. And I know they get Turner involved now too. But I think Major League Baseball has tried to get more hands in, you know, at the league to, that want to spend money and air their games. And the, the, the value is in the postseason, regardless of how different the league is. The, the value for it, and those are the networks saying, we're, in October, we want to air this in October. There's true value in having the postseason play versus just having the regular season contract. And their TV deal isn't great. No. I mean, we can't find it sometimes. It, it's good locally, though. You know, they make a lot Very of other local, local, yeah, it's a local, local television deals. But um, it, it should be good in the postseason is my point. I, mean, I, they, I can find postseason baseball. I know they're probably looking at this, but they got to be thinking, how do we get that Bezos money? How do we get that Apple money? Because there are streaming services now that you can get in the game. If these networks won't jump in and play ball, would Apple Plus like to put together a package to carry some American League playoff series? Live sports. Well, although, I mean, would would Hulu like to get involved? Would Disney Plus like to get involved? The thing that Major League Baseball has going for it is that as a fan of the Orioles or the Reds or the Rangers, I can buy the package that only. I, I can pay a certain amount of money and just watch my team out of market. That That's something you can't do on the other sports. Now, uh, you may be able to do it now in the NBA, but the NBA... The NBA does have a package where you can do it, but it's really expensive. Yeah, they, they charge. It's almost as you know affordable to do the entire league pass with the NBA as it is to just do one team. I think Major League Baseball's television model from the local angle, even if you're out of market, is pretty good. But... Therein lies the rub. Once you get to you know a, a certain fan base, like a you know the what level fan do you have to be to buy into that, and how do you reach the the group that's beneath that threshold? Yeah, that that's what you're after. How do you get someone involved in your product on a Tuesday night that's not buying the package? And right now you're either watching ESPN or I mean, I'm Major League MLB Network's good, but there's no consistency to it on what game you're getting. I don't know what night you're watching it. You know, I can flip over and see what game's on, but I don't know what game's on. Right. It's, it's not a national sport during the regular season. It's never going to be. Those national televised games, Sunday Night Baseball, you know, the Fox Saturday games, they're probably not going to do great. Where baseball needs to get, though, is to where the playoffs are great yeah. nationally. It's, it's fine. Watch your team during the regular season. I'm, I'm going to watch the Braves in the regular season. I'm not going to watch a lot of Yankees baseball in the regular season. But where baseball has, this is the next jumping point, get back to where those playoff series are impactful for everyone. That's a baseball fan of any team. You're watching, you're watching Rays A's, for instance, if that's a, an opening playoff series, if that's a play-in game. 
that's where they need to get. And right now, it's, it's still too much of, even in the postseason, I'm going to watch if my team is there and turn it off if not. I think hockey has a lot of the same problem. I don't know how you get there. With their team, it's tough to do, but you, you got to find a way to do it. But from a money standpoint, get these streaming services in on baseball playoff games. That's going to anger a lot of the, the fundamentalist base of baseball wanting to watch playoff games on broadcast television, but that's going to help your bottom line. Some of it, Paul, I think how we get there just goes back to the grassroots aspect of getting these players out and about and their personalities out there. And I, they have plenty of them right now across the league. I'm just not sure if the average young fan knows about them. Like, I think they know a handful of names, but not, you know, I think with the NBA, you can name a player. Certainly with the NFL, you can name three or four per team. Yeah, they do new better, better marketing. The uh, Field of Dreams game was excellent. It was great. That was the best buzz they've had example. in a long time. So they awesome. need to find more stuff like that. Coming up, uh, we'll discuss NBA All-Star Weekend, which was massive. If you grew up in the 90s, you watched NBA All-Star Weekend. Uh, Daytona was this past weekend. Yesterday's finish was excellent. We'll get into that as well. Hit some headlines, including the NFL agents telling certain clients, and, and maybe it ends up being everybody participating in the combine. We'll, we'll discuss the topic. Uh, and if they're going to Indianapolis, they are. But if they go to Indianapolis, are they doing the on-field drills, or is it just the medicals and then they're you know, GTFO? GTFO. Well, we'll discuss that and why agents are saying that and why the NFLPA backs the agents on this. That's next on Outkick 360. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Very big moment for the NBA. Felt very small, and it's not the all-star game, all-encompassing. Outkick 360 rolls on. That is the text I received from Chad Withrow last night. I did not watch the NBA All-Star game. In fact, I have seen about three shots. Two made threes by Steph Curry and then the game-winning shot by LeBron James. I saw on social media the coolest moment of the night. LeBron, uh, not LeBron, Michael Jordan uh, talking with Bill Walton. Dennis Rodman walks up and he turns around and almost does a double take. Like, oh, Rodman. And he like gives like this dad hug to him. It's very odd. It's not, it's not a hug. It's like a pat on the chest, but like a hug on the back. And um, the, the mics pick up MJ telling Robin, when are you going to come hang out with me? <laughs> so that, that, that was a cool moment. That was behind the scenes. Someone got that on a cell phone and put it on Instagram. At least the, the part I saw. That could have been something that was shown on TNT. I wouldn't be able to tell you. But I'm intrigued on where Chad's going with this because... I think it ties in to MJ and Rodman and Walton and everyone who was there last night. You know who you did not see have a dad hug with each other? Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. Uh, because Scottie Pippen did not show uh, to the festivities. And that's probably because Daddy was going to be there. <laughs> Speaking of dad hugs. And didn't want to get involved with Daddy with the, how awkward that was going to be. Um, that was a cool moment with Rodman and, and Michael Jordan. So the NBA has this NBA 75, 75th anniversary team, the top 75 players of all time. I think of those 
75 players, 61 are alive. So 14 have passed away. That's it, which is crazy to think about, honestly. Yeah. There's not more that have passed away. Um, and I believe 47 of those players, uh, yeah, 47 of those players showed up, 47 or 48 in Cleveland. This should be a huge moment for the league. I mean, there are legends out there. James Worthy, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Steph Curry, guys playing in the games. These legends of today also that are being honored on the NBA 75 team. And I'm watching this, guys, and I'm thinking to myself, it's in Cleveland, which I don't really understand the significance of Cleveland for this big moment for the NBA. Then I learned that, oh, when they did their NBA 50 team 25 years ago, it was in Cleveland. Okay. Why Cleveland 25 years ago also? But it's actually... Why the need to come back? But they didn't do it last year. It was, it was supposed to be done last year, right? Yeah, so there was no reason. It was just random coincidence that it was the last time I they guess. did this, it was in Cleveland. I, I guess. I um, remember the 50th, and it was a big deal. But I'm, so I'm look, it, it was. was. Yes, I remember it too. It was odd because there were parts of it that were very well produced. The videos they did with Forrest Whitaker with the voiceover about each position was very well done with highlights from NBA history going throughout. I'd like to go back and watch all of that again. It was so well produced. But I'm also watching this, and I'm thinking, here's, here's the problem with the NBA, ultimately. And I hate comparing everything to the NFL, but we have to compare things to the NFL because the NFL is king the standard on everything. The NFL has The Rock opening the game in full Rock character, Dwayne Johnson, on the field, opening a Super Bowl. They get the biggest celebrities to do whatever they want for big moments. The NBA has Spike Lee, that's fine, given his history, open it up. Then they have J.B. Smoove and Tiffany Haddish introduce forwards and guards. And I'm thinking to myself, can we not do better than this? Forrest Whitaker's pretty good. How about Jack Nicholson? For the voice, for the narration. I don't know how well Jack Nicholson's doing right now, to be honest. But um, I, it, I know what you're saying. Anyone. like Anyone you'd see courtside. Will Smith for example, would have been a huge name to have out there introducing the players. And this is not me knocking J.B. Smoove or Tiffany Haddish. I'm just thinking for You're, something this monumental with these legends on the court and Michael Jordan in Cleveland, a city he tormented, getting a thunderous standing ovation as the last player announced for the 75th anniversary team and all of these other legends that are there, you got to do better than that. You also must do better than the awkward standing wave for the virtual people on this. I don't know what they told them was going to happen, but it's almost like they clowned them to doing something stupid on camera. There's the same stupid generic backdrop with every player who couldn't make it, and they had them stand in their NBA 75 blazer and do this weird, uh, you're watching it right now if you're watching the show, and I'm explaining to you guys, this weird like the pageant, pageant wave. wave looking around a crowd with a brick wall behind them. I don't know if they told them we're going to superimpose or put a backdrop of the crowd in Cleveland around you while you're doing it where it looks like you're live, so wave to the crowd like you're there. It was the dumbest-looking thing I've ever seen. I, I was hoping someone on Twitter last night would just put a mashup of every awkward wave from all these NBA legends, Larry Bird included, who wasn't there when they're waving to the crowd. It was, it was odd. I don't come away from it thinking, boy, that was a waste of time because it was really, really well done. 
at times. And having all those guys in that inner circle, the way they had the podium and the stage that, that wound around half court and all of them were in a different spot in that circle, really, really cool. The narration of the videos, the videos themselves, really cool. And then I'm watching other parts and thinking, America should be watching this right now. This should be a bigger deal than what's happening. And I think they missed the boat. I didn't know some it was of part of things. And, it's the, they, and they had 76 players because there was a tie. So it was actually 76 for the 75th anniversary, uh, which is, I'm again, right, fine. But, yeah, I mean, that, I, I knew about it. I think their social media is pretty good. Not the league, but, like, the, the, the players and the, the way that they can capture certain moments. Uh, James Worthy was flying with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in a private jet. And so there was a live Instagram from the jet of them going to Cleveland yesterday. That's how I knew that that was a big deal. You know, because they're and on the caption, it's talking about NBA '75. Um, I'm I'm with you, Chad. That this should have been a much bigger deal. This is how you can get um, a feel for what the league was. If you don't like what the league is, you're you're at least reliving your past, which we all love to do. Um, that's why we're 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 pulled in for the NBA dunk contest. Maybe not not anymore, but that's why we were. Um, That's why we're reading Shaughnessy's book and honestly, yeah. about Bird. Uh, you want to talk about how the leagues are different. Kevin McHale was there, for example. The, another one of the guys that was there and present. The All-Star games, for the most part, in all these professional leagues are different from the actual sport that they play. The NBA doesn't have to change much, if, if anything. And they can put on a good product because we all want the ball to go in the basket and we don't want many fouls. I mean, if the refs take over a game, everyone's upset. Guarantee that's not taking place in the NBA All-Star game. You're going to see all the stars show up. They're not opting out. And, you know, you're not going to have, you know, uh, the the third best group of players actually starting in the game. Um, you're not going to have a rookie potentially starting quarterback for your, your Pro Bowl. Uh, point being, the NBA, you can pretty much play your sport where in the NFL and the NHL, you have to be there's a physicality to it that is removed from their all-star games that makes it a different sport altogether. Um, and then Major League Baseball is just kind of mundane at this point. Um, but at least there is defense played in Major League Baseball. Different sport. Yeah, but That's I, I, why it's the but, best of the all-star But games. even in it's basketball, well, you know, I'm, I, I've got on my sheet, we're going to bring up the Tennessee Volunteers who scored 48 points this weekend. I don't want to see that. No. I don't want to see defense. Not that much. Uh, or, I mean, defense is good, but... I'd rather see, and, and, and the other thing they've got going, they have, they have manipulated the rules where they're, they're all, every year they're almost guaranteed a game-winning shot for the highlight. You know, LeBron's basket making it 163, oh, No, they are guaranteed it the way it's You're done. guaranteed a game-winning shot, which is a great highlight moment ex- instead of like a 20-point blowout win where you're running out the clock. Yeah, the, it, it's way better. I was going to get to the big-time positives from watching NBA All-Star Weekend. That skills challenge, the way they do it now, is a chaotic, beautiful mess, and I love it. I have no idea how the scoring worked at times, but they had a team Cavs with Darius Garland on it and some of the Cavs young stars in Cleveland. They had team Antetokounmpo, where it was Giannis and his two brothers who were in the league on the team. Oh, that's cool. three-man teams. They met in the finals. The team Cavs won, but there's one game where they're hitting moving targets passing and they have to communicate beforehand how they rotate to not run into each other to go to the different targets. So it's this like beautiful three-man weave that was taking place, which was pretty cool. 
Didn't watch a second of the dunk competition. Bet on Ob Toppin to win the dunk competition. Based dunk. on the uh, just based on the odds, he was second or third. And I said, "Oh, he's a New York Nick. I bet he'll win." The bet on it won on Fanduel. Didn't oh, watch he a second. Throw down. Haven't even seen a second of the dunk competition. That's how far that's fallen. Uh, but the game itself, the way they do it, it's called the Elam ending. And I had to look this up. So Elam is the last name of some dude who went to Ball State and graduated in 2004. They got tired of watching basketball games get extended with all the fouls and timeouts in the end. So he came up with a method where at the end of the third quarter, you just assign a number before the game. 24 points past what the leading team is, is the target number. So at that point first on, to that. first to that wins. So this has produced back-to-back incredible finishes where both teams are actually playing defense and playing hard. And they're going for the number. And it gets close, and you're just aiming for that number. Game last night ends on, it it seems scripted, but LeBron still had to hit a ridiculous shot. A guarded 18-foot Michael Jordan fadeaway. And he said it was an ode to Michael Jordan who was in the building to win the game in Cleveland. Oh, by the way, LeBron James, last forward announced, huge ovation from the Cleveland fans. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the last center announced. Michael Jordan, the last player announced for guards. I thought that was beautifully done. If I had to pick three players, three different eras, you know, they, yes. they kind of hit everything. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, LeBron James, Michael Jordan. I thought that part of it was well-selected and well-done. It wasn't a bust. I mean, I watch into that game, and I think, I can watch this. I'll so tune the in for the fourth quarter. quarter. start even? No. No. It's the leading it's the team. Same as it is, but so I think this one it was 24. it was like a seven point lead for uh, for Team LeBron, which Team LeBron was stacked. It was LeBron, well, Steph Durant Curry, and Giannis, it. and I'm thinking, yeah, Durant had an issue. Yeah, a that's issue. that's the problem. So team Durant um, didn't have Durant. You had 16 threes made by uh, Steph Curry, by the way, which is one less than my great Church League game where I was 17 for 17. Just want to point that out. He, he scored and that's 50. an NBA record. Did he even make a two? In that game? I don't think so. <laughs> I also tuned in when he couldn't hit anything. They kept talking about, oh, really? oh he's, he's going for more history here, and he missed six straight when I tuned in, and eventually LeBron had to take over. And so I watched play. highlights of the dunk contest. I would have been rooting for Obi Toppin. I see highlights of him pretty regularly on my Twitter feed. I'm a quote-unquote Knicks guy who doesn't follow the NBA anymore. Um, and he had terrific dunks, but still, boring. I mean, stuff you've seen a thousand times. And I, that's that's almost you know it's we've we, we've reached a point where it's max density. We've seen everything. Yes, that's uh, why it probably it, needs to go away for a well, while. Well, it doesn't have to go away. What they've got to do is they need a financial incentive for these mega stars to participate. That's, you want to break ratings? You have Durant and LeBron and you know all these get guys all the best play, guys. and they play for whatever you know whatever it takes to to get them out there. We're never going to see that. It doesn't get. I don't get that vibe. We're ever going to see it, um, or throw uh, compete for each other's money, so, so, or well. pair them with a celebrity. You know, have Kevin Durant dunk over the Rock for a prop. But you don't need that. Though. Like pair you them just, with each other. I just need Durant. That, that you don't need any props. You just need Durant and LeBron. I don't know if even Durant alone could save that. If, I mean, some if, of these guys. First off, they're also past their dunking prime. Yeah. So they're not going to be nearly as good as the well, younger here's guys. Why, here's why you just need Durant. It would be a it would be the top headline in sports if one of those dudes announced they were going to be in the dunk competition. If if uh, Giannis, Durant, LeBron, LeBron would break the rating. 
as much as people hate LeBron, I, I can't wait. To, I, I want to see what he can do in a dunk competition. I wish it were 10 years ago, but I don't think you have to do anything other than just have some of your top players participate. And unfortunately, um, I think some of, some of the even diehards of the league would be hard-pressed to give you a much of a bio on some of these guys who participate nowadays. You see Miles Garrett's dunk in the celebrity game from Friday night? No, what do he do? I mean, he just had a breakaway, and it was everything you would have thought from a man like that. Just reached <laughs> back and hammered it. I mean, it was pure strength. But you want to see a big football guy dunk? He delivered what a big football guy dunk should look like. It was tremendous. It, it's it's uh, For those that like are completely out on the idea that the All-Star weekend has passed us by, I present to you the NFL Pro Bowl. That thing pulls 7 million viewers a year, even when it's absolutely horrid, like it was this year. So for those that want to complain that people just don't want to watch All-Star games anymore, that is complete and utter lazy falsehood. Well, well here's what happens. The everybody watches is people them. just don't want to watch NBA anymore. Everybody watches that's, them, that's and everybody issue. talks about how bad they are. To me, baseball still holds something because well, it resembles the actual I, game. I'm Again. telling you guys, they have, they have cracked the code in this NBA All-Star game, at least for the fourth but quarter. But there are only three teams. Oh, oh, no, and I'm for talking, the skills challenge, there are only three teams. That's what's I'm, weird to me. But I'm, I'm, see, I'm not even saying the All-Star game itself. I'm talking dunk competition. There's, there's an All-Star week. Like, I remember, um, don't you remember the, uh, the mascot dunk competition that would be the prelude yes. to the three-point shootout? Yeah. And you get the trampolines out there, and you've got the, what, the gorilla guy in Phoenix, Phoenix. that would always win. But you'd have, like, the, the Memphis Grizzlies are represented there. And you, you, you know, you, you pair, as a kid, you would pair the mascot with the team, and that's why, that was part of it. There's just they, they've lost that appeal. That, that extra touch is gone. I would they should have like made the 75 it. thing bigger. Yeah, I'd that like too. to see it. I mean, I'm sure they made it as big as they could. It's just I think that's the, the appeal of the NBA that's down right now that not everyone knew about it. But I'm watching. I'm thinking I'm really happy I watched this. I would have turned It was really on. cool that I happened to have it on TBS because I was watching that. Was it, it halftime or It's kind of a Manning cast with Barkley and the inside the NBA team the whole time just talking over the game. Um, TBS, I TNT on. was a traditional broadcast. TBS had the inside the NBA, and that's what I was watching. And Barkley was on the court. You know, he went down from the booth down on the court to be honored on the NBA 75th team, as did Shaq. So that was cool. I hate to be defeatist about anything. I think the dunk competition is just dead forever. I don't think they can do anything. I really don't think Kevin Durant would save it. I don't think Giannis would save it. I think what saves they, it is, they would, is go it would away help. for a while. Home Run Derby went away for a long time, and there was great enthusiasm for Home Run Derby when it reemerged. And I think the dunk contest could be like that. If it went away for five years, then there would be anticipation for it to come back. But they'll never take it away. Because just the arena that night, like in the city, I can understand the enthusiasm for sure. it. Sure. But as a TV event, it's... Uh, you know, you're pulling cars in there. You're pulling you as know, a TV jump event, over it, It's a guy. made for TV. I mean, it's it's no different than watching snowboarding at the Olympics. It's I, it's made for TV. It is it is a t- t- snowboarding is, at the Olympics. I feel the same way. I've I've seen everything that can happen. Well, this jumped out to me. Um, the I was at when Nashville had the NHL All Star game. I was at the Saturday night for NHL All Star, the skills competition deal. That's a weird event to be at in the building. And I'm watching that skills competition. I'm thinking, the way the camera is situated, this is great. Being behind the players from that point of view as they're doing this weave to try to pass. 
Think about how boring it is in that arena if you're in Cleveland on a Saturday night watching that. Now think of just sitting in a club-level seat mid-court while guys on each end are doing alternating passing drills through a target. How weird that looks in the building. From that perspective, it is made for TV. That's the only way to watch it on a, on a skills competition Saturday night. There was a nightmarish Olympics for a Finnish athlete. We'll tell you about what happened to him next on Outkick 360. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Glad you're with us across the Outkick Network. The Olympic Games are complete. There is a Finnish skier who is not. <laughs> uh, this, uh, this headline from yesterday, Finnish <laughs> skier's member froze in the middle of competition. Do you want to ask how cold, how cold would it get? That cold. The quote is, pretty unbearable pain from athlete Remy Lindholm. Welcome back to Outkick 360 across the Outkick Network. With howling freezing winds making for chilling temperatures, organizers delayed the start of the race by an hour and cut the usual 50-kilometer event down to 20. Lindholm's thin ski suit and underlayers could not keep him from succumbing to the elements, resulting in a frozen member by race's end. The 24-year-old had to use a heating pack to warm up. He finished the race 28th. <laughs> if you're finishing 28th, I'm not finishing. Finish. I'm tapping out. The finish skier at that point. Twenty eighth. Cutting it from fifty to twenty. I hadn't heard that. I mean, that's a pretty big development in and of itself. I mean, of all the possible dangers, I mean, put some clothes on. Of all the possible dangers of competing in these Olympics in China, right? Of everything <laughs> that could happen. This is the worst. Detainment, being put in an internment camp of some sort. Uh, disappearing off the globe. This is the fate that we do having not want. A, having a fake drug test or COVID test pop positive on you. Uh, literally freezing your piece off was yep. not one of them that I would have expected to come out of these games. And the photo of him is after the race. Again, he finished 28th. He's just laid out like on the ground where he can't feel anything. And this poor guy... Um, you know, in his post, in his post race interview, is is asked about this. If there weren't so many, well, I mean, he had to let the news out. Random oh. people didn't figure this out for themselves. No matter how thin his uh, his his performance gear was, let's go he to hell. This is the agony of defeat. Photo. He said, Chad, he said, you can guess which body part was a little bit frozen when I finished, uh, based on my actions. It was one of the worst competitions I've been in. It was just about battling through. So does he overtake the Russian figure skater for the agony of defeat photo of these games? I mean, it sounds sounds like a... Uh, He's the Johnny Knoxville of the Olympics. Sounds like a blood flow issue also that can be cured now with modern medicine that, that could help him uh, to that area. Um, <sighs> look, imagine him in Helsinki 20 years from now at a cocktail party. 
in telling this story What's your about the story? time that his oh. appendage was frozen and suffered from frostbite in a, in a skiing event outside of Beijing in China, and then having to end that story with, well, so did you win the gold? <laughs> no, I finished 28. <laughs> That's a really sad conclusion. Yeah, we used to really to value So tell us about Olympic how great it was when you heard the Finnish national anthem on that podium. This guy. And our flag rose above all others. I'm saying this in English. Imagine this in Finnish. Yeah, I want It him. rose above the others. And then he said, no, I didn't win. I finished 28. He, he's clearly going into the, the Finnish secret service after this because you could torture this guy to no end. And he's not—he's not tapping out. He he's not giving up those secrets. I mean, Pekarene should honor this guy in some way. He could have yeah. chosen all to keep Finnish this sports a heroes should honor this guy. He could have easily kept this a secret. He chose I to share it. I, well, maybe based. I based think you'd almost manner. have to say it if that was but, happening to you. You would be. I you think would the just it out when someone talked. The to heating you. pads alone gave it away. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, you can see by where my hand is right now with this heating pad that I had a little issue. <laughs> Really coming around turn eight. <laughs> turn eight of uh, 37. That's where I really started to feel it. I wonder and then if, uh, I ended that's like some this. cold, though. I wonder if all his fellow skiers were coming up and going, dude, uh, I have an easy way to avoid this. Well, Let me give you some pointers. What happens to him if they actually have the 50-kilometer race and yeah, not the drop, 20? he drops out. Or does he die? He drops out. He finished, though. The finish finished. Does it get gang- <laughs> You're getting gangr- gangrene? The finish finished 28. Oh. It sounds very unpleasant. It, uh, yes. And he may never finish again. He may, he may, he may not. Hey, now. All right, I'm done. Olympics are complete. Nashville spotlight uh, this upcoming weekend. We'll get into that. Plus, the NFL combine and whether or not players are going to do like the 40-yard dash. Will they? We'll tell you next.